number two. If you got it, say amen. amen. All right. Beginning in verse number 40. Let's just read. I'm, I'm just going to read a few verses. I'm going to read verse 40 and then uh, 21 and 22 here. Now, we're, we're on this, this series of looking unto Jesus. Now, we, we preached about his birth, such an awesome uh, point in history, where he wasn't born just to marry, and he wasn't born, it wasn't just a, a, a nine-month wait so that he could be born to marry. It wasn't just a... You know, uh, since, since the Israelites went into captivity that they were waiting for a Savior. But this was from, since sin entered into the world. Amen? Since sin entered into the world, that, that humanity has waited. So that's what we preached on the first time. Then we kind of skipped, and because it was Resurrection Sunday, we preached about the resurrection. Now we're going to go back to a specific point in history, in, in Christ's history, to where he hasn't started his ministry yet. It's not about his birth, and it's not about uh, uh, you know his ministry of healing and preaching and teaching and discipling and all of the great things that we know happen. It's not about that. So what we find here is we find that there's a space in between between when Jesus was born and when he started his ministry that there's not a whole lot that's said here, okay? But I believe that we can take a few things out of what was said about Christ's life in this time in between and be able to figure out a few things that I think is important for the church, the body of Christ, amen, because we are to be living as Christ lived and a representation as the church to our community and to the world of who he was. So if we're to be that, we're to emulate his life and to pattern our life after his is. So, so in other words, what do we do here in between? So let's read these few verses here. Luke chapter 2 verse 40 says, and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Moving to verse number 51 and 52, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them, but his mother kept all these things in her heart. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Hallelujah. So these are a few areas here that we find, and we also find at 12 years old, him in the temple as he's, as he's uh, uh, sitting and and. and, and talking to the teachers and the different ones that are there and 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 able to communicate as a 12-year-old to these who have been in the word of God for so long. And so we see here this is what we see in this time. This is the snapshot that we get. All right? This is a snapshot that we get. So what I want to talk to you about here today is the in-between time of Christ between the birth and his ministry and compare that and use parallel our lives. Maybe right now you're saying, I don't really know what God wants me to do in the next five years. 
Maybe right now you're kind of in limbo and you don't really know where your place is. Maybe right now you don't really understand the reason why that you're facing some of the things that you do. Maybe you're in a season, maybe a winter season, and you don't really understand uh, what, but I want to encourage you that there are things that you can do in this season. And I believe that this is one of the most important seasons that we can have. And I want to I park right here and preach on the bee before the ministry. The bee before the ministry. Dear Lord, we love you. We're grateful for every person that's here today. God, we pray, God, that you would move, Lord. You're, this is heavy on my heart here today, God. Lord, I need you to come by and to touch me, Lord. God, I need you to minister to me and through me, Lord, here today. I'm nothing without you. You and I both know this, God, that I'm nothing without you. And, Lord, I can say a few words, and we can come up to this altar, and nothing can be done. But, Lord, if you're in it, Lord, God, we know that mighty things can be done around these altars this morning, God. And that's what we've come to expect here today. Not that Brother Jared will get up and say something, but that your word will be spoken by your mouth through me, hallelujah, Lord, to your people, God, that you would gather us together here today. Change lives, Lord. Work on people and send us. Oh, we love you, Lord. Hallelujah. And the church said amen. Many people wait to do the will of God. You can sit if you'd like to sit. You can stand if you want to sit. You can amen me. You can even amen me if you want to, all right? Many people wait to do the will of God. They wait to hear from heaven. They wait to be nudged by God in a specific direction. They wait for an itinerary or a laid out plan of what's next on God's agenda for their lives. However, many times we find those that are waiting that they never really find what God desires for them. They're in the waiting. They're in this period of time where they're not really fulfilling what they feel is the will of God in their life because it may not have a lot of action to it. They don't have uh, the, the fifth wheel and the, the Dodge Cummins diesel uh, uh, six, seven uh, beast of a truck, all right? So we, now we don't want to talk about those Fords this morning, right? I mean, we don't want to hinder the spirit here today. <laughs> but we, what we, man, you guys awake here today? Come on, help me out. Let's loosen up a little bit here, all right? I'll tell you something. We, we a lot of times we get in this time of waiting and what we find in this time is that during this time this season of life where you're not really seeing any growth and you're not really seeing any fruit it would be maybe what's called the winter season of our life where where maybe uh, we we're, we're, we're not we're not able to visibly see that people get lost in that time period and that season of waiting because because it's not a real exciting season. I told you before, but whenever I planted these two trees out here, I, a guy came to me, gave me two maple trees and told me, uh, go plant them. I said, all right, when do I need to plant them? Spring, right? Because that's when everything grows is spring. He said, no, sir, you want to plant them in the winter because what happens is during the winter, the reason why that you're not seeing leaves 
And the reason why you're not seeing fruits and there is because everything goes down to the trunk and it goes down to the roots and it grows downward. Hallelujah. So in other words, what he told me is that if you wait to plant it, then everything will be growing upward and it will not be stable underneath it. So it, it, during the winter seasons, church, that is a very important time that we're growing down and becoming stable so that way we can handle the winds and the storms that life brings us when we're flourishing and when and we've got to be able to handle those things in our lives. So God puts us through times, listen to this, God puts us through times where he's, and me and Mark Ingram this morning were on the same page. He said, he said, uh, God a lot of times don't want to just minister through you, but he wants to minister to you. His, his main agenda is not to minister through you, which we know that's important, right? For God to minister through us. Isn't that important for us to be the outreach of God, to be the hands and the mouthpiece and the legs of God? Isn't that vital for us to be able to go out into our community? Everybody loves that, right? But God's agenda to you is not to move through you. His first priority to you is to move to you. Amen. We, we, we minister from our overflow, in other words. God is, God's moving, uh, wants to move to us. He wants wants to minister to us and he does that during times of calm. He does that during times uh, where, where, where it seems like that, that we're not seeing anything great happen. I'll switch mics, brother. Hallelujah. We see it during these times that we're we get discouraged because we're not seeing things visibly. But I want to encourage you here today. During these times, I talked to a guy here just, just well, it's been a, about a year or two ago. He called me, he's a missionary, and he began to, to talk to me about the doors aren't opening up, this and that. He starts talking about how things were a struggle right now for him to be able to go out and minister out. And I told him what I'm telling you here today. I told him, I said, I said, during this time, I found that God, during the times when it seems like that we don't have, God is ministering to us and preparing us for that next season when we are going to bear fruit. Now, let me ask you, church, what happens if during the season, that God's supposed to be building you up. And during the season when you're when, when God's supposed to be getting you rooted, what happens during this season if we don't take and we don't and we don't take this opportunity to draw closer to God and we don't take this opportunity? What happens during that time? I'll tell you what happens. The time that we're supposed to be fruitful is hindered because we're not allowing God to move on us during the time of growth downward hallelujah glory to God so there is a time I believe and I want to encourage the young people that are here our youth group that remember you guys were said that you wanted to be known for worship right 
You guys wanted to be known for, for unity. You guys wanted to be known when people came in, you wanted them to be able to see you worshiping God. You wanted to be able to them to see you on fire for God. You wanted them, you, want, you know what I'm saying, Brother Joe? I'm going to tell you here today that they're going to be able to see that when you're able to grow throughout the week and when you get here to church, you're already on fire for God. You don't have to pray through. You've already prayed through every single day leading up to this point. How are we going to have revival in our youth group? I'll tell you how we're going to have in our, it's not going to be a series of services. It's not going to be a, a Sunday night through Thursday night or a Thursday night through Sunday night because that will last and we'll have a high and we'll get through that experience and then we'll get back down and we'll start sitting towards the back and we'll start doing things that we shouldn't be doing and we'll start lag lagging behind in our worship and in our praise to God. What are you telling me, Brother Jeff? I'm telling you here today, the way that we'll see a sustained revival is whenever our youth group gets on fire for God on a Monday morning and on a Tuesday morning and on a Wednesday morning. How are we going to be able to minister on, on a Saturday knocking on doors? It'll be because we got a hold of God on a Tuesday afternoon when we just simply followed the Spirit of the Lord and walked into our prayer closet and had a personal revival for ourselves. I'm trying to tell you here today that there is a time, church, when we need to grow down Hallelujah. All right. Glory to God. I said this last night. I love this. Bobby Knight said the key is not the will to win. Everybody has that. It is the will to prepare to win that is important. Amen. To prepare to win. If you're not preparing to win, what is, it, what is it, Brother Matt? If you're failing to prepare, you're preparing to fail. Amen? So this is the time, guys, okay? just That's my huge intro this morning. This is the time, okay? This is the preparation time of your life, all right? And it doesn't matter what your age is, all right? We go through times in our lives winter times when we're preparing for the for the, the 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 growth and we're preparing to grow up and we're preparing all the nutrients can't be seen the growth can't be seen because it's it's done in the prayer club the, the growth can't be seen because it's done in the preparation of sermons that you're getting ready it can't be seen but, but I, you know sometimes I believe that God is looking for a preacher that will get a sermon prepared before he ever gets the phone call to go preach somewhere amen I, oh, come on, Brother Jared. I'm going to tell you, a lot of times we're waiting saying, God, I'd love to preach somewhere, but we're not preparing to preach. Can I tell you that if God's speaking to you and, and giving you that sermon, he will provi provide a platform for you to preach it on. It may not be behind this platform. It may not be behind the podium at all. It may be uh, that he's opening up a door for you to speak directly into someone's life. If, whatever it is, church, we need to understand that preparation Preparation time is vital. So what do we see in Jesus at this preparation time in his life? And how can we parallel that with our lives? I believe the Bible tells us here that we've seen a good child. Those of you who have your, your uh, uh, handouts, a good child. 
Luke chapter 2, verse 51 says, And he went down with them and was subject unto them. He was a good child. You parents that are sitting by your kids, look at your kids right now and say, he was a good child. All right? He was a good child. Yeah, I, I think Jesus was a great child. I think that he, you know, the Bible says he was subject to his mom and dad, wasn't a rebellious kid. He was a good kid. He was a good child. I believe that a, at a person, a, a young man or, or a, a young person or anyone in Christ needs to be a person. We need to be good children. We need to be people of integrity. Integrity is not a gift. It's a series of right choices. All right, I said that last night. As I, as I was studying for that, I, I threw this in. We were talking about integrity. A series of good choices. Everybody say Series. It's that pattern that we're trying to do. You see, you don't, you don't look and say, oh this, oh, this guy is an honest person by one decision that that person made, right? By one right choice that they made. That's not how you determine that that person is an honest person or a person of integrity. It's over a period of time. Amen. It's over a period of time of making what? Good choices. Hallelujah. It is integrity. That's how it does, that's how it's built. That's how you become a person of character. You do it by one choice at a time. And I want to tell you here today that Jesus was a young person coming up that was a person of integrity. Proverbs 10, 9 says, He that walketh uprightly walketh surely, but he that perverteth his ways shall be known. Proverbs 28, 6 says, Better is the poor that walketh in his uprightness than he that is perverse in his ways, though he be rich. And I I said this last night, and this is so vital. Proverbs 20 and verse 7 says, The just man walketh in his integrity, and his children are blessed after him. The word integrity evolved from the Latin word integer or integer. I think it's with the G sound. Many whole or complete or meaning whole or complete regular. Uh, it's a wholeness, all right? It's a lifestyle that we live. It's not just one decision that we make that makes us honest, but it's us being good constantly because we're making good decisions constantly. I want to encourage you here today during this time where you may not be being seen and the fruit may not make good decisions. Hallelujah. What are you telling me? Be a person of integrity. Build a testimony. Don't give the enemy any ammunition whenever it's springtime for you that somebody's able to look and say, you know what? I would, I, you know, I would, I would be behind them, but during their winter months, this is the bad decisions that they made. It's easy for us when things aren't uh, are going the way that we want them to, or things are we're not up. And it's easy for us to just to, to, to go down a road of bad decisions. But what I want to encourage you to do during those times when you feel that you're not seen, make good decisions. Be a person of integrity. Brother Jared, but I, you know, what am I going to do? You don't know what God's got for you in your future. But I can tell you that what you're doing today will affect your future. It will affect the truth.
choices that you have later on in life. What are you telling? I'm telling you, be a good man. Be a good woman. Have integrity. Be a person that people can say, that is a person of honesty. That's a person of character. That is a person of integrity. Yes. Hallelujah. So Jesus, during this time before his ministry, was a person of integrity. I forgot to read something here in my intro. Although we find that God does sometimes require a waiting period, God also desires for us to become something while we're waiting. I read this in a book called The Silence of Adam. I believe his name is Larry Crabb. When there's nothing to do, there's always something to be. Let that sink in here today. When there's nothing to do, there's always something to be. I want to ask you a question right now. Step away from yourself, all right? Have an, have an out-of-body experience with Step away and look at you. Who are you? Now, I, I may have a different perception of you. I, your, your, your spouse or your, your kids or you. See, there's a lot of things that we can hide, but we know who we really are. Amen? Think about it. Who am I? If you were to pass away today, what would your family have to say about you? What would your friends have to say about you? How do they know? Who are you? Because when there's nothing to do, there's always something to be. We find Jesus waiting till 30 years of age before he started his ministry in full force. However, there's a, there's a passage in the book of Luke that gives us a snapshot of what was going on in the preparation time before his launch into ministry. There, was a, the, uh, there needs to be a time that you become something. You guys, get a hold of that this morning. Get a hold of that this morning. There's got to be a time when you become something. I'm going to tell you something. There's been, there's been people that I've seen that had a lot of charisma or they had a lot of gifts. And so all of a sudden they're launched out there. But they didn't know who they were before they, you all know, who you, you, you probably got somebody in your mind right now. Somebody who launched out into ministry. Somebody, and they lost themselves when they went out. They didn't know. They, they, they go to this group. They, they'd be like this group. They go to this group. They'd be like this. They didn't know who they were before they ever stepped out. They launched out before they became something. They were doing something. I can tell you today it's important for us to know who we are. It's important for us to become who God wants us to be. For us to be able to look and say I am this. I am this. I am this. I am this. That means that I will not do this. I will not do this. And I will not do this. I will do this. I will will pray. I will read. I will better. I will grow. Come on somebody. There's got to be a time in our lives when we become something. Yes. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Glory to God. God will be a time when we become something. So we see the B before ministry for Christ was that he was a good child, a person of integrity. Number two, a growing child. Oh, I love this. The child grew, increased in stature. Luke 2 tells us that. Just read that. He grew. Then it tells us in 52, increased in stature. I want you to understand that during this time, even though it doesn't see, you don't see the fruit, that doesn't mean you're not growing. Some of the, the most important growth in your life will happen in your winter season. And it's for the reasons I've already said. You're growing down. We've seen that, that picture. You can take it and you can look. And it looks like a tree going up and roots going down. You flip it around, it looks the same. It's like, what is that? That means that the root system is just as big as what's on the top. Hallelujah. That growth down matters, church. It matters. Who you become matters. That's what God is wanting from us during our winter times for us to grow. The process of developing or maturing is what growth means. Listen to these words. Expansion, extension, development, progress. Oh, but we're not seeing the, the apples and the oranges yet, Brother Jared. You're making progress because you're preparing yourself for that. Advance, advancement, headway. 1 Peter 2.2 2 tells us as newborn babes desire the sincere, sincere, sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. I like the second definition of growth, the process of increasing in physical size. There's a time of maturing and then there's a time of bearing fruit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, so we see here that Jesus was a good child during his time before his ministry. He was a growing a child. And then the last one here is that he was a godly child. He was a godly child. Verse number 40 tells us, waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Hallelujah. Luke 2, verse 52 tells us, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. You see, it's important that a person be able to look and say, this person's a person of integrity. It's important for us to be able to have a testimony. The Bible says that a good name is more to be desired than great riches. It's important for us to build a testimony. But can I tell you here today that, yes, we need to be able to be seen with man and to have favor with man, but I believe that Jesus oh, had not just favor with man, but the Bible says that he had favor with God, hallelujah. He had favor with God. I tell you today, all oh, that we're to be people living in favor with God and man. Not just favor with man, but in favor with God. It's not just about being a person of integrity. Oh, but I believe Jesus increased in spirit. Jesus spent his life for the triune Godhead and to further the kingdom. Jesus knew how to commune with his father. Even at 12 years old, Jesus was about his father 
father's business. You have to become more than a good man. You have to become a God man. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I want to tell you here today, it's vital that you understand all that during our times of winter, that's times when we are developing that relationship and favor with God. Hallelujah. Oh, I remember dad talking about preaching. He preached one time, talking about the difference between living on God's grace and living in his favor. Glory to God. I've talked to you many times about my favorite cup. I've got a, I've got a few of them now. Oh, I get that cup. That's cup. If I go home and I open the covers, I'm not looking for any other cup but that cup. That's the cup that I want want. Why? Because it's my favorite cup. It's the favorite size. It's my, it, it, I, I like everything about it. All right, upstairs, I got two of them upstairs for my coffee. They're my favorite coffee cups. I reach for them whenever. That's what I want to be to God. I want to be a favorite of the Lord. I want to live in favor with God. I want to be so close to him that when he's looking for somebody to use in this community, he's looking, is Jared Davis available? Where's Jared Davis? Is he able to go talk to this? Is he able to go minister to this? Is he able to go preach at this? Oh, I want to be available to God. I want to have favor with him. I can tell you, church, that's built day by day by day. It's not something that is given as a gift, but it's something that you work on. It's a relationship that you build with him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we got these little teacher's pets. You know what I mean? Those that are up, you know how they become teacher's pets? Because they bring the little apple. It ain't an apple anymore. Anymore. They bring the Snickers bar, or they bring the coffee, or they bring the little frou-frou coffee from down the street. They're bringing, what are they doing? They're, they're just, you know, they're enticing them. Oh, be, I want to be a favorite. I want to be a favorite. I told them when I was teaching up here, Brother Stephen, I said, I, I can be bribed. I can be bribed. I like gifts. Bring the gifts. Hallelujah. I wonder if God looks at us and saying, when's the last time that you brought me praise? When's the last time that you brought me what? When's the last time that you served me up a sweet smelling safe? I can tell you here today that if you want to build favor with God, it's going to take you every day getting to know him a little bit more. You're going to have to say, God, what do you not like? I'm going to stop. What do you like? I'm going to do more. What are you saying, Brother Jim? I'm telling you here today, I would like a church, Brother Stephen that's living in the favor of God. I would like a church that was, I would like a youth group oh, that knew when the Spirit of God began to move oh, because they're one of God's favorites. I would love that if this community needed help that God would send first of all. Where's White House? Where's White House? Hallelujah. Where's a member? Where's I need to send somebody to this community and I'm going to send my favorite. Hallelujah. God help us. God help us. God help us. Hallelujah. 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 What would happen if we had a church that would not just focus on doing something for God, but would rather focus on being something for God? God is not necessarily looking for you 
to do something as much as he is looking for you to be something. Hallelujah. Oh my God, my God, help us to become so ready and to become so available to God and to become so close to him. Oh, hallelujah, that he can use us for anything at any time. Oh, help us to become the favorite of God. Hallelujah. Oh, it's my son I got down there. The father said, it's my son. I'm going to use him many ways. Somebody at a well needs to be touched. I'm going to send my favorite. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody here there needs to be touched. I'm gonna, I know it's out of the way, but I'm going to send my favorite. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God help us to be Christ. Hallelujah. God help us to be Christ. I'm going to tell you something, church. If you become something, the be before the minute, if you are, if you are in favor with God, if you're a good man, a good woman, a godly, oh, hallelujah, and growing, I can tell you that God will, there will come a season when you will see the fruit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to, I want to just do a little visual here today glory to God hallelujah this is a it's not really a one by four anymore it's a little swollen it may actually be a one by four instead of the three what is it three quarters that they make them now take a look at that this has been sitting out behind my shop for a while. You know, I could use this. I could. As a matter of fact, I could take this and, and feel the little cuts on it and, and dry it out and sand it and, and prime it and, and paint it and then put it wherever I build something. I'm going to tell you something. I love restoration stories. It's very in right now. As a matter of fact, you know, you see these, these doors that are being restored and just different things being done. I love it. I'm going to tell you something. If this is you here today, God's got great things for you. God's got great things for you. You say, Brother Jared, I've got too many scars. <laughs> not for my God you don't not for brother Jared I can't I can't but I just can't look at me just look I, man if I go down there to ever, I'm going to be seen in front of everybody oh everybody's going to know what I've done say how in the world this? no sir not this church you're not going to get that here hallelujah God can use anything church he can put together anything there could be even out of this piece of wood you could build something beautiful hallelujah I'm going to tell you something God loves to be able to move on that center and to be able to build a testimony out of that thing I'm telling you 
here today. God, we all love the stories of rescue, recover, and restore, don't we? Hallelujah. All getting, getting it up. All we're recovering it. Hallelujah. Then we're putting it back into use. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, God can move and he can touch and God can touch and make. I've talked to somebody here the other day and they were joking around and this is what I want to tell, this is what I want to tell you here today. This man was joking around. He said, you know, I got, he said, I'm, I'm going to go out. Me and my, he was a pastor friend of mine just from here local. He said, I'm going to go out. He said, I'm going to, I'm going to, me and my wife are going to get a divorce. I'm going to go live out in sin for a little while, come back, we'll get back together, and then we'll have a testimony. Of course, he was joking. I want to encourage you here today, guys, that although God can use and can restore, how many of you know it's much easier to use something it's a little bit dusty, but this is part of my shelling I built for my boys. Already painted. All I got to do is cut it and put it where it needs to go. Don't have to do any wood filling. I don't have to. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm telling you, during this season, that you're not seeing fruit that you're not, during this season, get primed. <laughs> hallelujah. Get painted. Oh, hallelujah. Get ready. The bee before the ministry. Hallelujah. What are you telling me, but I'm telling you here today, get ready to where all you have to do is to be fit in and place. Hallelujah. It don't have to take time to restore. You don't have no, no, no pulling away or no, 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 uh, uh, sanding to do. There's no wood filling. There's nothing to be done. Why? Because I'm already ready to go wherever you want to plug me in. I'm ready. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter if you've been gone for 20 years. All God can take you in just a matter of months. You can become something like this right here. What are you telling me, brother Jeff? I'm telling you it's time for somebody here in this building to become something that God can plug in and use at any time in any way. What are you telling me? I'm telling you young men what are you supposed to do at this time? You're supposed to be something before the ministry and then at that point it's so much easier for God to plug you in. You don't have to go get you a testimony. You already have one. Hallelujah. I've never been in the world. I don't know what it's like to be bound. Oh, but I can tell you, I know what it's like to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. I know what it's like to knock on a door and invite somebody to church. I know what it's like to curl myself up in this corner back here and get in tune with an almighty God. What are you saying, Brother Jared? There's a bee before the ministry. Don't Get yourself to a position where God's going to work you over. Be ready. Be ready. Stand all across the building here today.